Good morning, dear faithful, to St. Patrick Parish and Oratory on this Pentecost Thursday within the octave of the great week of Pentecost. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Dolores Rappel by Carl Shehu. And as we approach towards the end of this octave, let us continue to celebrate this feast of the Holy Ghost, something, a treasure of the church that we still hold, the octave celebration of Pentecost throughout this whole week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, in Holy Scripture, we see that the apparition of the Holy Ghost is in the form of a dove. According to St. John, I saw the Spirit coming down as a dove from heaven, and he remained upon him. Why does the Holy Ghost appear in the form of a dove rather than in any other form? First of all, it's because of the simplicity of the dove. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and simple as doves. Now the Holy Ghost, because he makes us reflect upon one object of our love, makes us morally simple and upright in our way of thinking and acting. And therefore, he appears in the form of a dove. According to St. Augustine, he also appears in the shape of fire, as he did to the apostles gathered together in the upper room. For some souls are simple, but lukewarm, others fervent, but resentful. Therefore, in order that the sanctified might be freed from guile and lest simplicity might become cold through remissness, the Holy Ghost appears in the form of a dove or in the form of fire. Secondly, because of the unity or bond of charity. For the dove nourishes love exceedingly. In the, in, the, in the book of Canticles, one is my dove, my perfect one is but one. Therefore the Holy Ghost appears in the form of a dove, that he might also show the unity of the church. Thirdly, because of his unspeakable cry of intercession for us, For the dove has a cry like the chanting. Accordingly, the Holy Ghost himself asks for us with unspeakable groanings, according to St. Paul to the Romans. Fourthly, because of its fruitfulness. For the dove is most fruitful animal. Hence, to show the fruitfulness of the spiritual grace in the church, The Holy Ghost appears in the shape of a dove. Fifthly, because of his prudence. For the dove sits beside the river banks, whence it can see the falcon and other birds of prey. 
flying around and thus protect itself from these vultures. Thy eyes as doves upon the brooks of waters, according to Canticles. Hence, because in baptism he is our safeguard and defender, it is suitable that the Holy Ghost should appear in the form of a dove. Finally, because it corresponds to the figure of the Old Testament. For just as the dove bearing the branch of the olive tree was a sign of the mercy of God to those who were saved from the waters of the flood, so also the Holy Ghost coming to us at baptism in the form of a dove is a sign of divine mercy to the baptized, since their sins are forgiven and God's grace bestowed. Such wonderful considerations and reflections on how our Lord chose the form of a dove to appear to in Holy Scripture. And we see that the dove is indeed meek and humble, and therefore it is also a sign that we should be like doves too, as what our Lord said. We should be we should be wise like the serpent. But then that's it for the serpent. You know, the serpent might be poisonous, might attack people, might uh, kill people through the venom that the serpent might have. But our Lord did not seek to imitate all of the properties of that serpent, only how wise it is. And also, let us look and imitate the simplicity of the dove. So our Lord is asking us to imitate the good things that we see in these two animals. Just like how we should imitate only the good things we see from our neighbor, our family, our friends. And uh, even though people might have fault, and we have faults too, and sins and vices, that's not an excuse to imitate the vices of others, for example, if we know these people. So, in a similar way, we have to imitate the goodness of the dove the simplicity of the dove, especially when we act toward our neighbor. And it is also very significant to, to reflect that the dove used to be also the, the place um, where the Blessed Sacrament was, was housed. See, back then, before the notion of a permanent tabernacle that we see here where we house the sacred body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ in earlier times of the church in order to, to have the Blessed Sacrament present in the church. It was housed in a statue of a dove, and that's what we call the glory or gloria. And it was hoisted up above near the ceiling for everyone to see as a symbol of the Holy Ghost, but we also know that inside it would be a piece of the Blessed Sacrament. And that was how back then, long time ago, churches used to keep the Blessed Sacrament suspended in the air in the form of a dove to show the Blessed Trinity there present you know, in the church. And then, of course, over time, that was fallen to disuse. And now we do have the reserve of the Blessed Sacrament for the sick and also for those who attend at Mass. And so, such a wonderful uh, image 
the dove and uh, and imagine the Holy Ghost could have appeared in a different form for example it could have been a bear it could have been an eagle it could have been another animal that that would be very powerful however God Almighty had chosen the form of a dove the simplicity and the humility of a dove in order for uh, for that image to be impressed upon us so dear faithful let us be simple and humble like the dove and uh, avoid any ferocious things that might uh, come upon us when we might be violent or uncharitable because it does not reflect that spirit of being the dove just like how the Holy Ghost appeared as the form of a dove and so I hope that these considerations for now help us to really see the goodness and kindness of our Lord and especially as we know we we are experiencing this crisis and it's always talked about every day we always see it in the news but now more it's about the rioting and the looting now that we see in the news so that has put our attention there instead of the coronavirus but we still see that these realities are still out there but let us not be frustrated and angered by these inconveniences these deprivations because soon here dear faithful after the retreat that I will return from next week we will have then Holy Mass and hopefully soon I will um, be able to publish online the the exact time which I've already announced to you that we will have regular confessions and the Holy Mass at the regular times before the pandemic schedule was uh, before the pandemic came so we will continue with that and I am still reflecting on the Monday so next Monday and next Friday of next week not not tomorrow but next week the the 8th the 8th and the 12th would be the two days when we can have public daily mass and that Saturday on the 13th and then the whole next week the following week would be then we resume a full public schedule of weekday masses only and as we do know there are so many other states out there who have been still locked down and or still in a very uh, close situation where churches are not able to open and so we continue to pray for all of you dear faithful who are yet who do not yet enjoy the possibility of going to holy mass publicly and uh, i hope that you continue to keep and maintain that spiritual life in the home for now as we always have to do in the home with the family or by ourselves if we are alone let us continue to to cultivate the spirit uh, the our spirituality our spiritual life and the perfection of our soul and god willing hopefully in these next months the whole united states and the entire world will be able then to restore public liturgies everywhere and uh, in the regular scheduled time but it is really sad to say to hear of news that this this virus will still be here for quite some time and uh, just like with the other flu viruses the cold viruses out there disease is always a risk you know that we um, 
we, we have whenever we go outside or go into places where it might be infectious. So let us continue to, to keep that in mind, that there are other illnesses and diseases out there, but our goal is still the same. We still need to strive to perfect our soul, to gain salvation, to reach heaven. And these things are not automatic because we must be properly disposed, dear faithful. And we must be in the state of grace. And so one day, maybe, you, maybe you're allowed to seek a priest for holy confession uh, in your area, in your diocese. And uh, remember to take that seriously, to take really that precious sacrament which people have abandoned so much. You know, it is really sad that before the pandemic, not many priests offer this holy confession every day before Holy Mass or regularly, but only maybe a quarter of an hour each week, you know, on a Saturday night, for example. And I do hope that, that many priests or you can, can ask your priests to regularly schedule more confessions at their parishes when the time comes, because it is such a benefit, you know, we know that we, we enjoy and love going to Holy Mass to worship our Lord. And if normally before the pandemic crisis we are daily communicants, then we should also be regularly confessing. You know, they both go hand in hand. They're proportional. We can't just simply receive the Holy the, uh, Sacred Body of Christ all the time but neglect Holy Confession. That is, not, that is not healthy for the soul because we have to purge as much as we can and purify ourselves in order to properly receive God's holy body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. You know, uh, we know that if we're properly disposed, it remits venial sin. But remember, any sins we can still confess at the, at the holy confessional in order to receive so much grace and defense against new attacks and new temptations and vices that may still linger and any other sins that we might still be attached to. So remember, confession and Holy Communion go hand in hand. And so if we haven't been to confession for so long, but then we have been receiving, you know, maybe by gesture or by the motions, we receive it weekly or even daily, but we forgetting about the holiness of receiving the sacrament and neglecting on our part the holy confession then there's something wrong we should reevaluate that and uh, think about regularly receiving holy confession and as a reminder as a good faithful catholic we we should go to holy confession at least once a month you know if not more times if of course there's danger of grave sin you know and even priests for example uh, we we go once a week if we're able to. You know, during this pandemic crisis, it's it's a little bit more difficult, but at least there are um, there's the possibility one day to have regular confessions again soon. But imagine if the priest comes to confession once a week in order to properly celebrate the sacred mysteries of our faith. What more for those people who go to mass also? Maybe regularly, re regularly during the week, or even every day, and every every um, Sunday, the more we should be motivated than to go to the Holy Confessional. So, 
when the time comes, dear faithful, when our church is open, let us use that sacrament of mercy more often because this will help us alleviate all of these sins away and wash them away so that we can be children of God again. And also, if believe it or not, the more we continue to frequent, go, frequently go to the confessional, the more we will be able to avoid sin and temptation. But also, this will help purge the sins from this world as well as a society. The more we ask God for forgiveness. And also, the more fervent our communion will be as a way to preserve our soul. You know, so, remember the good benefits of all of these sacraments. But remember, let us remember especially these two sacraments that have been deprived of us, but that we should take it more seriously in consideration you know, to, to, um, to go to Holy Confession before holy, going to Holy Communion. And let us try our best to make worthy preparation for Holy Communion with all the good prayers that is found in our daily missal. Remember, usually a family has their own missal that they can bring to Mass you know, to reflect on the readings, but also in the index, there are so many fruitful prayers to prepare before Holy Communion and after Holy Communion. And so let us use those as well, dear faithful, as acts of preparation and thanksgiving to receive that we have received our Lord. And may this during may this time of Pentecost, this week of Pentecost, may be a sign of joy for all of us and anticipation that we will again be together at Holy Mass publicly. So let us pray for let us pray for the restoration of our Christian culture that has been attacked so many times and so many places especially in our United States and also in other countries where even people are persecuted you know, and put to death because they believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So let us remember them and be mindful of the persecuted Christians out there, but especially here that we may be able to continue to profess and believe in our faith. You know, it's some countries they are not able to publicly worship our lord or even mention the lord's name or even mention that they are catholic so such gratitude we should have here that we are able to exercise our holy faith the true faith of jesus of the lord uh, the lord's church the universal church the catholic church so let us let us continue to really be good adherents and good worshipers and good followers of the Holy Catholic Church, the only church that is established by Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.